date of recording, the 21st of January, 2023. Welcome to today's episode of Let's Talk Media with Vedanta Kari. For today's episode, we're talking about how news is like sports. And my guest for today is Mr. Matt Price. Hey, Matt, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Vedant. Thanks for having me. Good to see you. How, how have you been? Doing well? Yeah, doing well. Uh, just off to a good start with 2023. How are you doing today? I'm doing all right. Uh, been adjusting the past few months uh, from working in Michigan to now working in Western Massachusetts, so closer to Connecticut and my home in New York. And uh, so far, it's off to a good start. Still trying to get that sports broadcasting career, but you know you got to work your way up to do that. So uh, uh, yeah, just still uh, working hard and going strong. Yeah, that, that's great to hear that. You know you're. You're one step closer to uh, that sports career ladder. Uh, so with that, just want to quickly introduce yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, like you, graduated from Ithaca College, uh, class of 2020, unfortunately, uh, graduated during the early stages of the pandemic. Um, but uh, since graduating from college with a bachelor's degree in sports media, I, uh, for the past two years, uh, from August 2020 to August 2022, uh, worked as a, a general uh, local news multimedia journalist at uh, TV6, which is the uh, NBC affiliate in Marquette, Michigan, Michigan's Upper Peninsula. And now, uh, since August of 2022, I have been working as a morning reporter and, if necessary, multimedia journalist at uh, Western Mass News, which is the ABC, CBS, and Fox affiliate in Springfield, Massachusetts, home to the Basketball Hall of Fame. Basketball Hall of Fame, that's a great place to be covering sports. Oh, absolutely, yes. I mean, there's plenty of high school action. You've got the Hall of Fame. Uh, as we're speaking right now, we have uh, the annual Red Sox weekend uh, back this weekend for the first time since 2020. Uh, so, uh, yeah, great sports area for sure. And not to mention that Springfield and or should I say West Springfield, which is just across the Connecticut River, is home to the Big E, the Eastern States Exposition, the only multi-state fair in the country. So, wow, it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a big deal over here. I highly recommend you come and see it for yourself in the fall. I'll try my best. Um, and so today's topic is about these parallels between news and sports and you know you have an extensive history with both of those subjects so i feel like you're a good person to talk to us about so uh with that why did this specific topic interest you so much yeah so it's interesting when you think about uh how news and sports do align in a way and you know my my parents have always told me you know as much as they know and want me to have uh, my dream goal, which is be in sports broadcasting uh, with the career that I have right now, which is news, you got to tell a news story like a sports story, because the parallel between the two is there's a who, a what, a where, a when, a why, and a how. Uh, so for sports, you know, you, you'll have highlights, uh, but you'll also have news aspects based on uh, teams, you know, what's going on with a certain team, you know, for instance, you know, I think about one of the main scandals that broke, I believe 2009 or 2010, uh, that shocked, uh, not just the, 
not only the sports world, but I think mainly the college sports world. You had the Joe Paterno, Jerry Sandusky scandal at Penn State uh, with the sexual assault uh, stuff that had been going on there for years um, and the punishment that Penn State at the time had been facing. And just recently, a couple weeks ago, you had DeMar Hamlin of mm-hmm. the Buffalo Bills. That went from being a sports story to a little news story because you had not just thousands of people watching at Paycor Stadium in Cincinnati. You also had millions of people watching at home. And even if people weren't watching at the time, they could see the video on YouTube or wherever, seeing someone collapse on the field after making a simple tackle in a football game. Someone nearly died on that field. It went from being a sports story to an actual human news story. Because, you know, you look at the news, you hear about, you know, whether it's a politician or some a famous person or just someone in general, you know, who maybe got injured or died in, in a car crash or, or a fire uh, or even just had a cardiac arrest and maybe just collapsed, had to go to the hospital. This was similar to that, except it was much, much different because you had a lot of people in the country watching. So so that's an example of how news and sports sort of have those parallels. A similar example is when Grant Wall passed away while covering the World Cup. That made international news. It did, yes, yes. And I want to touch up on that because, uh, you know, look, I may not have watched a lot of soccer uh, growing up, uh, although the main soccer soccer I usually watch is when the Men's and Women's World Cup happens. The first time I had heard of Grant Wall was uh, when this happened. And from what I uh, had heard, Grant Wall was a well-respected and well-liked individual who took his job seriously and loved covering this sport. The reason why this was a national headline uh, was not only because, you know, this happened during the World Cup, but the day before, a day or two before, he had, I think for a short uh, period, had been detained by officials in Qatar because he had been wearing uh, a pride shirt, an Uh an LGBTQ uh, allyship shirt. And, uh, you know, Qatar's government is not a fan of the LGBTQ community. And, you know, they've been uh, prosecuting and punishing those who either are or have uh, shown support for the LGBTQ community. And then just a day or two after that detained period, Wall ends up dying uh, either before or while covering uh, a a World Cup game, a huge World Cup game. Mm -hmm. And uh, people were wondering, you know, was he you know, was this, was there foul play involved? Because, you know, when it comes to Qatar, you know, nobody knew what to think. Uh, And, you know, it was a huge headline. Now, at the end of the day, it turns out that uh, there was some kind of uh, medical condition that was uh, not found uh, earlier. It's just something that, you know, just happened, unfortunately. So there was no foul play involved, but it was a big headline considering Mm -hmm. who it was, uh, how well known this person was, and the details that were surrounding it before we found out what actually happened. Right. And I think that, um, again, going back to those parallels between news and sports is, you know, social media is a big factor for why I think it's become like that, because, you know, people want the most amount of clicks, the most amount of emotional reactions. So they want to get the most um controversial headlines or the most attention grabbing headlines and i've seen that in news and sports 
It's not just that. People also, I think, at a time, uh, or I should say every now and then, may just want answers. You know, they want answers quickly that the first thing that they see or maybe something that they see from uh, a news organization that they pay a lot of attention to over time, uh, they just see that stuff and just determine that this is what happened. Now, people have every right to speculate and ask questions. You know, we're human beings. You and I mm-hmm. are human beings. Yep, we ask questions ourselves about what happened, whether we're wearing our reporter hats or not. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, people, uh, yes, there are times where people just want the most likes and so on and so forth, but it shouldn't be about likes. It should be about the actual truth. What happened here? Again, we have every right to ask questions, but at the end of the day, whether you like the answer or not, facts have to be facts. And if people look on social media and actually look into the context and actually do their research and understand what happened here, then again, whether they like it or not, at least they will have that clarity. You see it in sports, you see it in politics, you see it in regular news, you know, again, like car crashes and fires, you know, trying to understand what happened here. And at the end of the day, you know, you have to come to terms with what it is, uh, whether you like it or not. You know, I, I want to maybe go on a on the political side for a second. Yeah, go ahead. You know, I see you see a um, you know, I guess in a way a mixture of sports and politics here. You see, uh, you know, the, what happened with Colin Kaepernick. Colin mm-hmm. Kaepernick, former San Francisco 49ers quarterback, for years, people been wanting him or been saying, you know, this guy should be back in the NFL. Colin Kaepernick's want to go back to the NFL. He has been, he had been taking a knee during the national anthem, standing up for uh, police brutality and social injustice. Now, people have been saying he's doing that because he hates the country. He's doing that because, uh, you know, he doesn't like the military. And, you know, first off, you know, that's not, why he said he's doing it and how do you know that he hates the country because he's never said he hates the United States of America and the other thing is you know there at first he sat during the national anthem then he was told by a white a military veteran I, I think it was either a former marine or former member of the navy who actually said to him look don't sit down take a knee and that veteran actually spoken to the media about that. So, you know, I get people want answers and, you know, they're, they're so passionate about certain things. Like people nowadays are like, get so passionate about this country that they want people to be show so much loyalty to this country and show patriotism. And they believe that patriotism is not uh, saying to the national anthem, look, if, if you don't like this guy doing what he's doing, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But at least come to an understanding as to why He's doing it. He said why he's done it. He said multiple times why he's done it. You have other people saying why they've actually followed suit or, uh, you know, at, like what we saw with George Floyd, people who are actually taking a knee and uh, or standing in solidarity uh, in response to what happened with George Floyd and uh, the other acts of, of uh, police brutality that have taken place. And again, you don't have to like why, what they're doing, but at least come to terms as to why they're doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I, I think about 
you know, we touched up on the grant wall situation and how, you know, we were looking to find answers as to, you know, was there foul play? Was there not foul play? And, you know, I, I have another example. And I what I'm about to say is a bit of a sensitive topic, uh, okay. you know, especially for me as someone who's Jewish. Uh, but, you know, there are times where, uh, for instance, just recently, at, again, at the World Cup, um, there was uh, there were fans of Morocco that were waving uh, you know, the, the, the free Palestine stuff and all that. And, and that's in reference to, you know, the Israel Palestine conflict. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I say, look, you have rights to feel that yes, Palestinians should exist. And I believe innocent Palestinians should exist, but people need to understand the history behind it. Because if you just, uh, invest in all this material that's all pro-Palestine and saying that, you know, Israel shouldn't exist and all that, well, then uh, that could make you or could lead you down a path where you could turn anti-Semitic and actually accuse uh, Jewish people and even those who are allied with Israel of something that they have no a part of. And so, you know, my my advice would be, you know, look, I understand where you're coming from. And look, I believe all people should exist, but actually understand the history as to why something is going on before you actually say something that could lead you down a dark and hateful path. We all saw what happened on January 6th. Right. You know, people were believing all the all this BS and lies that Donald Trump and the uh, his his uh, allies were pushing about the election, and people were already believing all the you know, all the lies that he was saying. And what do you, look what, what happened? People stormed the Capitol. Americans stormed the Capitol, believing just saying, "Yeah, this is what happened." Now we're going to come for all these uh, Democratic lawmakers so we can keep Trump in in office. It, when I mean, what what happened? Right. And the guy who attacked Nancy Pelosi's husband with a hammer like that was right. And, and you have and, and and then and you have some people out there, even regular American everyday people who were saying, you know, Nancy's husband deserved that or, or something or actually making fun of it and mocking the situation. This was an 80 plus year old man who could have died that mm -hmm. night. You know, that's what's scary. And this is a, just one of those instances where, you know, people are so invested and not just hunting for power, but just want things to go their way that they just do not hesitate to mock and to just jump to a conclusion that certain people deserve certain things mm -hmm. when they need to understand the facts behind it and why this happened and say, look, I, we need to take a step back here. I may disagree with, for example, Nancy Pelosi, but what this guy did to her husband, especially, you know, knowing that this guy also wanted to, you know, attack Nancy Pelosi as well, what this guy did was wrong and has to pay the consequences. Um, and, you know, we, we got to we got to extinguish the fire. We have to extinguish uh, the fire because this rush to judgment can actually uh, hurt people. 
it can absolutely hurt people. Um, and so I just want to switch gears a little bit, turning to the news side. So um, I read this article on Vox, which said that um, journalism in some ways has become like sports, like how it's like treated like sporting events, like, you know, a lot of screaming and name calling um, for ratings and stuff. So do you see it that way possibly in news? It depends on the news that you watch. Uh, because look, what I learned, and, and you and I probably both know this as people who went to uh, the Park School of Communications, the best communication school uh, in uh, the country, in my opinion, but I digress. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, we learned in journalism that, you know, you have to be objective. You have to be, you have to get both sides of the story, no matter where you personally stand uh, politically or just what your views on are on, uh, on certain topics. And, you know, you see, uh, CNN, you see Fox news, you see MSNBC, uh, you've got other media outlets out, out there, uh, especially right-wing outlets like Breitbart or Newsmax. And I guess you could say, uh, maybe more center or center left, you know, you have news nation there, there's a bit of a bias there. Now, mm -hmm. Are there people probably at at least some of those networks I mentioned who actually try to get both sides of the story or do get both sides of the story? Yes, that is important. But, you know, I see uh, political pundits and I see people on, on both sides of, of the aisle, you know, trying to have a conversation and a debate about a certain topic that's in the headlines. And uh, sometimes it does lead to name calling. Sometimes it leads to insults. Uh, and, you know, that can be sometimes dangerous. You know, it's not to, you know, as hard as it may be to try to resist. Sometimes you have to resist the name calling, uh -huh. you know, fan, fan the flames a little bit. Because I mean, look, we talk about news, you know, bringing it back to sports. You know, you see people, especially at soccer matches. I hear stories all the time of people yelling racial slurs during soccer matches and i think to myself what are you here for are you there to watch a game and have fun or are you there to name call and be a bigot i, I mean seriously i mean is that how you were raised now back to the news side look i don't want any name calling now i will <laughs> i will surrender myself for a little bit and say look there are some times where uh you know i may agree with a certain uh a purse a certain political commentator and then when i hear the other side uh say something that i think is wrong i hear the political commentator i like and they say something that i thought was funny like a, a funny insult but at the same time I, I don't want there to be an insult i don't want there to be insults i don't want things to get dirty and you know want there to be bad blood between people because we're all people mm -hmm. and we all need to we all want know that we all want what's best but at the same time you know, if we just extinguish the fire, maybe we can find some common ground here. And, it, you know, when it comes to sports, it's just a game. There's no need to name call. No. Just like news. Listen, we can, as long as we can find some common ground, okay, we're making progress. Let's head somewhere. And we know that we, you and I both know that there are people out there. I personally believe at least on one side of the aisle. However, I believe that there are also some people on the other side of the aisle um, who don't want common ground on certain topics because they've been so invested in a certain uh, situation. Like for instance, the Israel-Palestinian conflict that they're just going to take that side no matter what. Mm -hmm. 
And for, uh, for instance, you know, you have the, uh, you know, the Russia-Ukraine crisis. Unfortunately, there are people in our political landscape who, you know, have praised Vladimir Putin uh, or have said good things about Vladimir Putin, despite him, you know, starting this unnecessary war against innocent Ukrainians. Uh, you know, just extinguish the fire a little bit. I mean, it, it's that simple. Extinguish the fire, start fresh, take a deep breath, and you know, for sports, have fun, enjoy the game. Uh, if you want to talk about something, we can talk about it civilly. Uh, and the same goes for stuff that's going on in the news and uh, and politics. Right. And politics, it just reminded me of that a 2020 debate between Joe Biden and Trump a few years ago where, yes. yeah, it's like Trump was making fun of Hunter Biden for being a recovering drug addict. And Joe Biden said, well, you shut up, man. Like, that's just not the way to yeah, do well, it. The reason why Biden said the shut up, I think at first was because the first off that you and I can both agree that that debate was one of the worst, if not the worst presidential debate of our lifetime. Yes. And maybe by generation uh, at the same time, Trump kept interrupting Biden. He mm -hmm. kept on interrupting. Biden barely interrupted. Okay. I, I think you and I both saw that. We did. And so, yeah. And, you know, you think about that debate and I say to myself, are you there to have a debate? I mean, look, you want to say, if you want to attack somebody, fine, but do it civilly. But to literally go on and on and on and not let the other side speak. You know, that's not having a debate. That's you trying to control a narrative. It, you know, you got to let the other side speak, no matter how much you disagree with that. You have to, because, you know, there's two sides to everything, just like in news, just like in sports, there's two sides to every story, even if everything does lean towards a certain side. Mm -hmm. Right. And again, going back to the social media aspect, I feel like some of them might be saying these things, you know, just to get clicks or just to get views and shares on, say, Twitter or Facebook or Instagram. It's just that whole soundbite thing. Like you see it all the time in, you know, Democratic primary debates or even presidential debates or even just news commentaries. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, if you're doing something just for likes or just for money, then I don't know what you're doing with your life. You know, you have people who, you know, fundraise off of this stuff. You know, you think about the uh, the controversy with uh, now he's known as Ye, but Kanye West, mm -hmm. you know, Kanye putting out all this anti-Semitic stuff, which was offensive to me and people like me, you know, and sadly, when people show no remorse, you know, it shows that they're doing this for themselves. They do this for popularity. They don't care who gets hurt. And that is wrong. I look, I want to, I'm someone who wants to be in a top market and call games for a certain team or a certain network. I don't want to do it for popularity. I don't want to do it for likes. I want to do it because I love it. And I want to do it because I want to give the people something to smile about. And I am always open to having conversations and talk about sensitive topics, even if it's during a game. Like for instance, um, you know, I remember uh, there was a, 
uh, let's see, uh, the Boston Marathon bombings. Mm -hmm. You know, in 2013, people were, I remember the commentators were mentioning the second Boston Marathon bombing suspect uh, was caught. They apprehended him. You know, fans, and they even showed the moments of silences uh, for fans and uh, uh, and the players after what had happened. You know, it's important to talk about this stuff and to talk about it in a civil manner and a gentle manner. Uh, and me, I don't, I would never say anything hateful. I always want to be careful with my words. If I make a mistake, I own it. Sadly, there are people there who don't own their mistakes. They actually believe what they believe in, or maybe they don't actually believe it, but actually say it anyway so they can get likes. But either way, whether you don't believe it or you do believe it and you get the likes, it creates a narrative where actual people who you target could actually get hurt and threatened. And it's wrong. It is wrong. They can get hurt like with those horrific anti-Semitic comments by uh, now Yay. Like, you know, you saw people like hanging like banners over the highway saying Kanye yes. was right about the Jews. And even saw it out after the Georgia-Florida game in Jacksonville mm-hmm. at a TIAA bank field say, saying Kanye was right about the Jews. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. Look, you want to have a conversation at least about, let's say, you know, the Israel-Palestinian conflict, I'm open to talking about that. I want a two-state solution. But to just talk about Jews, period, not only is there's that play to those who, you know, are not a big fan of Israel on the left, that especially uh, is a calling card for those on the right. And actually, you know, throwing the the Nazi salute. Like, do, do people even understand how hurtful and hateful uh, Kanye's words were? Very hurtful. Like people need to understand this. Like goodness gracious, it, extinguish the flames, please. Mm-hmm. Like let's have a conversation. If you're actually gonna say he's right about this stuff, and you're actually gonna stand by it and show no remorse, then with all due respect, I'm not gonna talk to you. And you, the only person who can change is yourself. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I can't. I can't do the job for you. I'm willing to try and help, but I can't do the job for you. Right. And so I just want to talk about the future uh, of, you know, all this stuff we've been talking about, because uh, I know CNN has tried to say that they're going to try and move towards the center more uh, just to avoid, you know, you know, reigniting the flames and such. And, you know, Biden has his moments here and there, but he's not as inflammatory as Trump. Uh, So do you see? We've definitely seen that for sure. Yeah. And so do you see like this problem going on or improving with all this stuff going on? Well, I I think uh, it's an interesting move by CNN. And I think it's for right now an okay move because, you know, you want to be as objective as possible. Um, And, you know, if a Republican does something wrong, it's got to be called out. If a Democrat does something wrong, it has to be called out. Doesn't matter what side of the aisle you stand with, you got to call it out. Just like what we're seeing with with George Santos and all that. I think things will improve if people actually take a deep breath and say, okay, I may have been invested in something. I may have been taken along one side. And even though I do believe that this should be done, I want to have a conversation. Because if people just keep on yelling the same stuff over and over and over again and not come to terms with actual history or the actual facts of what actually took place and actually uh, keep 
on uh, digesting these conspiracy theories that are out there like QAnon and all this other stuff about the Jews or, or Muslims and all that. It's going to get people hurt and it's going to lead people down a path that they shouldn't be on. We got to face facts. Truth is truth, whether you like it or not. Look, there are things that I've been told that turn out to be the truth. And while I may not have liked the truth, I've come to terms with it. Mm -hmm. You know, for instance, I at first, I, I'm being honest here. I at first thought, I at first thought that uh, that Grant Wall was uh, killed by the Qatari government. I, I literally thought that at first because it was so strange mm -hmm. that, you know, he died one or two days after being detained. And so, but then it turns out he had, you know, some kind of heart condition that uh, could not be detected. Again, back to what I said at the beginning. Yes, as human beings, uh, whether we're working professionally or not, we have every right to ask questions. All right, we're, we're living in a free country. We can ask whatever we want. But at the end of the day, talk it out. Do your research, get answers, and actually get both sides of the story. If you only hear one side, even if at the end of the day that one side is correct, if you only hear one side and don't listen to the other side, it could uh, cause a problem. Like, I mean, look, we saw what happened in Charlottesville, mm -hmm. you know, with the, that far right rally, the Unite the Right rally. You had those. Uh, white supremacists, KKK members, neo-Nazis saying, you know, people like me will not replace them. Jews will not replace us. So openly hateful. Um, you know, look, we don't have to talk to them. Like we already just heard their side. You know, we know what they stand for. And sadly, a good number of them, heck, almost all of them show no remorse. Uh, so we know their side. But if we actually have people who actually want to talk say why at first they held those views. And then we talked to them, say why we believe they are wrong. Hopefully a gentle civil conversation can actually find common ground and take the hate away because it's important. We need to know truth from lies. We need to know, we need to separate love from the hate. We need to replace bigotry with acceptance right it's that simple you know to just take your time please and talk it out if you're not going to talk it out and stick to that side especially a side that deals with lies and so much hate and all this you know bigoted rhetoric well then i don't know what to tell you we've heard stories we've seen uh people out in the open say look i believed this stuff at first i believed in hating the jews i believed in you know you know homophobia shouting racial mm -hmm. shouting racial slurs and homophobic slurs and anti-trans slurs at uh sporting events and all this other stuff uh you know i openly booed uh i'm someone who openly booed leah thomas because you know this was a transgender Swimmer. Hey everyone, I just wanted to clarify uh, Matt's comments here about Leah Thomas. In Matt's own words, Leah Thomas is a trailblazer and he's very happy for her and all of the accomplishments that she's been able to make as a 
transgender athletes. When Matt says in this context, I openly booed Leah Thomas, he's not saying that in terms of himself. By I, he's referring to people who openly booed Leah Thomas for being transgender. He's not talking about himself. He's talking about transphobes. I just wanted to make it extra clear that Matt is not transphobic, nor has he ever been transphobic. He supports the transgender community. Now that we've clarified that, let's go back to the episode. But you know what? I was wrong. I should not have done that. I should not have held those views because look, do I wish, you know, my school swimmer won or do I wish this person had won? Yes. But at the end of the day, we're all people. These people are people. I don't want to be a hateful person. I regret booing Leah Thomas. I regret calling her names uh, that I shouldn't have called her. Uh, and, you know, I need to tone, I need to tone down the temperature. We all need to tone down the temperature because if you decide to remain hateful, people are going to question, do you even know what love is? Mm-hmm. Because it's not just loving yourself and, you know, your family and your friends. I thought I was supposed to be out about loving everyone around you no matter how different, because at the end of the day, whether you're LGBTQ or a different color skin or a different religion, or no matter what political affiliation you are, Democrat, Republican, independent, uh, we're all human beings. We're all people. Why can we treat each other as such? You know, it, I just, I just don't get it. We, we need to, we need to treat each other as such. Love wins. Hate Love does wins. not. And yeah. again, and again, going back to what we said, like for advice, um, we talked a lot about how some journalists, you know, are more concerned with the clicks and the likes and the shares rather than trying to get the correct or factual information out. So, uh, to any journalists, you know, try to slow down and get the information first because if you don't, then it can lead to a dangerous rabbit hole. Oh yeah, like, like for, well, here's the thing. There are some people, I wouldn't, there are some people out there who, you know, they may be called journalists, but they may not be journalists. Mm -hmm. You know, for instance, you know, you look at, you know, people like Tucker Carlson and Sean Handy, Laura Ingram on Fox News, you know, people may see them as journalists because, you know, they're on a station that has the word news in its name, but they're actually, you know, opinion hosts. Right. Uh, You know, that's not journalism. And then you have, you know, in the sports landscape, and this is actually a very good example, in the sports landscape, you know, with free agency, you had the whole Aaron Judge situation. I'm so glad he resigned with the Yankees, and I'm so glad he's the newest captain. But John Heyman, who I highly respect and is one of the best baseball analysts and writers out there, he asked, he put out a tweet because he heard something in which uh, Aaron Judge might be headed to the San Francisco Giants. And people were, it it caused a huge firestorm. And then all of a sudden, uh, he had to walk it back and say, look, I I was wrong. Apparently, this is not what it is. The Yankees have not been notified by Aaron Judge. No one has been notified about anything. We got to take a step back. Now, John Heyman got some heat for it. And because, of course, when it's free agency, it's the offseason, or what? let's say it's a trade deadline, you know, there's some, you know, baseball writers who want to get the news out first, whether it's John Heyman, whether it's Ken Rosenthal of uh, Fox and uh, uh, formerly MLB Network, uh, Jeff Passan, one of the best 
baseball writers out there uh, for ESPN and so on and so forth. Bob Nightingale of USA Today. Everyone wants to get the news out first. It shouldn't be for likes, and I don't think they do it for likes. They just want to make sure they get it out there and make sure it's factual. But you got to be careful with how you do it. Mm -hmm. And for those who actually do put content out there just for likes, it's not about the likes, and it shouldn't be about the likes. It's actually telling the truth and you know getting the word out the right way, the actual right way. Mm -hmm. And so anything else you want to talk about, or um, are we all good to go here? Hmm. My message, I guess, to anyone, whether it's someone at our school, our, our alma mater, I should say, or just anyone looking to go big in the professional world, just be careful. You know, doesn't matter what your political affiliations are, doesn't matter what sports teams you like or what sports you like what referees you like, what politicians you like, uh, certain other figures like Hollywood actors and actresses you like. Their views don't have to be your own, okay? You control that yourself. But at the end of the day, make sure you get the word out right. Mm -hmm. uh, because, you know, you get one, sh in a way, you get one shot of getting the word out right. And if people say, look, this is incorrect, we ask that you please change it, and it turns out that that person who called you out for that turned out to be right, then just change it. You know, you may, you know, you may not have to retract the whole thing, just, you know, change that error. But, you know, make sure that you actually understand two sides of the story. And, you know, whether it's while you're doing journalism or doing something for certain media, or if you're just a human being, have a conversation. You know, we talked about having tough conversations, especially after what happened with George Floyd. You know, we, we have to have these conversations so we can move towards a brighter future. So we can extinguish any divisiveness, extinguish any fire, you know, emotionally and socially and mentally, extinguish uh, any hatred and bigotry that's out there, extinguish anti-Semitism, extinguish racism. We're all human beings and we're, we should be spreading love. And how can we do that if we're going to treat certain people differently or just in a way, you know, say something in the media that could actually be a green light to certain people hating on the people targeted in what was said. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, so I do. you know, let's just, we got it. We got to We got to cool it down. We got to cool it down. We got to talk to each other. That's very important advice, not yeah. to, you know, just anyone going to our alma mater, Ithaca College, but also to journalists anywhere. anywhere. Yeah. So thank you for yeah, that. Anyway. And it, it's not and it's not just, you know, people who want to do journalism media. You could be working as a camera person or someone behind the scenes, you know, or you don't have to work in media. You could be working somewhere else. But, you know, you just got to be careful. Mm -hmm. Be careful and understand right from wrong. Understand facts from from lies and just have a conversation. Yep. All right. So I think we covered pretty much everything here. Uh, Matt Price, thank you again for being on this episode of Let's Talk Media with Vedant Thakari. I really appreciate it, man. Well, thank you so much. You're doing a great job and uh, hope we can uh, do something like this again soon. I really enjoyed this conversation and uh, uh, just keep up the great work. You're doing a good job.
Thank you. And so, you know, any, like, do you have like a Twitter or something where you cover like sports or news or yes. anything? Uh, people can, yes, people can follow me uh, on Facebook. My regular profile is just uh, Matt Price or, or Matthew Price, one of the two. Uh, my professional Facebook is uh, Matt Price News, I believe, uh, or Matt Price TV. Uh, you, you'll find the professional page, I'm sure. Uh, my Twitter is at M A price two, two, three, uh, the, the M A and P are capital in that. My Instagram is at Matt price 23. Uh, no, actually it is not. I believe it's at, I'm sorry. My Instagram is at Maddie price two M A T T Y P R I C E two. That's my Instagram. And then my Snapchat is Matt price 23. Got it. Yeah, guys. I mean, yeah, go follow Matt on those platforms. Like I've seen some of your professional posts and they're really good. Thank you very much. Oh, and I have a LinkedIn too, uh, Matt Price on uh, on LinkedIn. Yes, go connect with them. Um, so Matt, again, thank you for being on this episode. Thank you very much. And uh, hope we can do this again soon. Yep.